Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses? Hello. We are back in your ear holes for another episode of Powerful Nonsense, episode 204. Cranking up the numbers. It's snow day. Snow day. Wayne made it here. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, to be honest... It was a bit hit and miss for a, for a hot minute, you, or you, a cold minute. You did, hey. you did text me. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. You did text me, and I was like, you was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I was thinking, I haven't even looked out the window yet. Well, hang I was on, ex- hang I was, on. No, 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 make no, it, no, no, Just no. a slight let's, delay. Let's get this historically correct, shall we? Right. I didn't say I didn't think I was going to make it. I asked whether if you were me, you'd get an Uber or not. That's why I asked. And I said, yeah, why not, without looking out the window, and so... And then I did. Everybody was like, I mean, Lisa was even banging on about it, being like, oh my God, the snow's so deep out here. And I was just like. To be fair, it did look far worse than it actually is. Okay, fair enough. I didn't get to experience it firsthand. Yeah, no, because you'd been wrapped up in the warmth. I was. It was nice. And then had the audacity to suggest that you might not even have tea bags in the building. (laughs) I was very upset with you for about two minutes <laughs> until the gift came through yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so uh if you're joining us for the first time i am wayne ingram i am jem yildiz and this is the powerful nonsense podcast the millennial podcast so i'm just going to do a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about this week we got quote of the week uh we've got a story of the week and questioning whether or not with the news coming out with research that the millennials are going to be the fattest generation on record. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, We're going to be talking about the epidemic of selfie taking within (laughs) millennials, within tech news. And uh, we'll also be talking about um, what millennials killed this week. Commitments. That's that's all I'm going to say for now. Um, And we'll also catch up with Jem on his uh, coffee-free experiment. So let's jump right in with quote of the week. Jem, this is one from you. Yes, I'm reading this book at the moment. I'll talk a bit about that later on with Book Club. And um, so here's the quote. Loneliness isn't the physical absence of other people. It's a sense you're not sharing anything that matters with anybody else or anyone else. And that's by Harry Johan. And it's a really good book I'm reading at the moment. It's um, delving into like a different way of looking at depression. Obviously, a lot of the time people think it's just a biological thing. He's going from more of a physical, sociological kind of aspect. And I think it's kind of important, especially because we talk a lot about tech and social media, how it's very easy to feel like you're sharing all the time. Mm. We can share on Facebook, share on Twitter, but actually... It's about sharing with people and those things actually matter and it's people actually acknowledging what you're doing. It's, I guess in some ways we've kind of spoke about that being the like button. It's kind of like an acknowledgement, but it's not really a proper acknowledgement. It's just a sort of digital acknowledgement. And so 
Um, I'll talk a little bit more about his book later on, but I think we just got to remember and stay mindful that just because we're sharing doesn't mean it's a meaningful share. And actually, that's the thing that keeps mm. us from being lonely. Oh, yeah. I did forget to mention the book club at the top of the new segment yeah. this week, the book club, which we'll touch on at the end. OK, let's get into the story of the week. So, this has been widely reported. Um, I heard it on the radio in the Uber the other day when the snow first hit. On my great Uber journey with this guy, <laughs> I can't remember his name, but I got in the Uber, totally was not expecting the guy that I got in with, a very middle class guy. Snow starts coming down, he goes, do you know what, do you know what I think we need? I think classical music goes quite nicely with the snow. This is a nice Mazda leather bound seats. <laughs> I'm like... Okay. Was you Uberxing, Wayne? Was you get upgrading? Uh, no, I don't just, think so. Just, just a standard car. I think so. Just he got turns on classical FM, and then he's like, "Oh, there we are. We have musical snowflakes now." <laughs> I was what like, a ledge. "Great, <laughs> best Uber journey I've ever had." Uh, I hope you gave him a good review. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Do you chuck him a tip? Millennials don't tip. We've already been through that. Yeah, let's <laughs> leave it there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, whilst I was in that Uber. It came on the radio that research is suggesting now that millennials are going to be the fattest generation on record, which actually surprised me quite a lot because, I mean, it does and it doesn't because we're also the generation that's really pro-gym and pro-vegan and pro-this and pro-that. And then I was kind of then surprised that that's the... I'm, I'm, I I'm probably remember. imagine that the gap between the healthy and the unhealthy is just going to be huge yeah number one i reckon about probably five percent of the population are those or not even that are those really extreme healthy people only but five i reckon i can't imagine it being that much more are you trying to put yourself in the five percent of course i am of course i am but <laughs> it says in the future it says it'll be the fattest generation it's not they're currently the fattest yeah but it's like by the time Which they hit middle age no this is what i'm saying so basically right now it's all good for dude we're only 10 ways away 10 years away from middle I know, age i know but stop, I'm just stop denying your i just want to say <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that basically what they could be saying is that actually, yeah, we're in this phase of, yeah, let's get buff and healthy. But you know what? In five years time, you think, fuck that. I ain't going to the gym. Forget it. <laughs> I'm doing that today. And then, <laughs> and then suddenly, I mean, you are proving all statistics correct right now. But <laughs> hey, I've no, hey, I've lost weight. But, but one thing I want to serious know why I want to speak about, especially around this stat, and especially because I've been reading this book by um, Harry Johan, is actually what he's saying is a lot of the time we look at like people being fat as like a... Um, like a problem they just want to eat they're greedy just want to always eat but actually he says let's start looking at these things same with mental health same with people who are obese or overweight is let's not look at the the outcome let's look at actually what's causing this and i think a lot of the time what we find is that actually millennials are a lot busier than usual they're in a rush you can't always choose healthier food on the go i think a lot of the time we're working so hard we uh, i think food becomes like a reward mechanism for a lot of people and I think it's, it's that. I think we're mindlessly eating. I don't think we're as aware of what we're eating. I think we're eating more as a comfort. And so actually, I think us potentially becoming the most fattest generation kind of fits in with the whole millennials are going to be have the most highest um, levels of mental health issues. And so I think this is all like a snowball effect of actually a society or a way of living that I think is beyond our means. I think we're not used to this. I don't think we're used to working as hard. I don't think we're used to taking in as much information. I don't think, 
I don't know. I just think there's such an overload on millennials. And I think the reaction is obviously the body is going to kind of give off these warning signals. It's kind of like this, he says in the book, this sort of um, metaphor of um, it's like a uh, like fireman turning up and just trying to blow away the smoke that doesn't get rid of the actual fire. And I think what the problem is actually, we're looking at the the smoke that's coming off someone, the the fatness, or they're they're getting fat, they're getting fat, or they're getting these mental health issues, rather than actually seeing that as some sort of warning sign that there is a fire inside, and how we go about tackling that. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, really, when you were saying about um, we're working longer hours, we're working harder, we don't have time. Only yesterday. Uh, I was just saying to you how I was up till one in the morning doing YouTube stuff and um, I had a full day at work as well and I gave myself an hour or so um, when I got home because I knew I was going to be in for a late night and I hadn't had food delivered to my house yet because I'd been away for the weekend my shop, and I hadn't had any time hadn't had any time whatsoever to actually be at home to pick up a delivery for shopping or indeed go to a supermarket and get the week's shop. So I'm like, I'll pop into the Sainsbury's local, not a sponsor of the show. I'll pop in there. I'll grab a quick something that I can bung in the oven. I can just chill out, have a cup of tea for like half an hour. Then I can have my dinner. And so I bought a pizza because it's just quick and easy. And then I thought, oh, I kind of want something sweet. And I had to kind of walk around the shop and I was like, oh yeah, you know, those bag of buttons, it's fine. I've worked out a lot this week already. I had movement class. I went to the gym Monday. It's fine. That'll counteract that. So I grabbed those. And that, that was my dinner. It was a pizza and a bag of fucking chocolate buttons. And that wasn't even because I was like, oh, that's what I'm really craving. It was just kind of like, I want something quick. What's the easiest thing I can have that's going to fulfill me? And I, and I think I, I, I think that's just where the whole thing's gone. Like, even if you just look at the, the schools, I think we have been brought up as a generation. Work, 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 work. If you're not playing, if you're playing you're not working hard enough work 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 you'll never be a success you'll never be a success you'll never be a success keep working keep working keep working uh school was like that the day jobs are now like that because you have bosses texting you at 10 o'clock at night because they've thought of something that's suddenly popped into their head um and it, we just can't switch off and so we're constantly working plus we've all got our own passions and drives that we're trying to do outside work the side hustle um and so we are working till 12 11 one in the morning sometimes um and just trying to fit everything in you know and i'm talking from a person that's not in a committed relationship i don't have a family like (laughs) and i don't have time for looking after myself you know and i think that's ultimately the problem and i think you're right when you say about the fireman you know looking at the smoke and I think that's kind of where our whole society's gone in terms of health and well-being now is the way that, that we go about our daily lives now, particularly millennials, um, is so broken because the priorities are completely wrong. The priority is work, 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 work. And not even sometimes work for money. <laughs> it's just work. Um And whilst I have a lot of respect for the hard work element of things, and I do think actually a lot of people could work harder and aren't working as hard as they think they are, 
you also have to get your priorities in line and go, well, why are you working so hard? If you're working so hard because you've got massively huge ambitions, then, and you know, and you want to change the world or whatever, fine. But if you're working ridiculous hours just for an extra 5K a year, I think you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know, <laughs> literally. I think you've just got to ask yourself, you've got to speak to yourself and say, am I treating myself like I treat somebody else? Like, would you want to see someone you love putting toxic, horrible stuff into their body, not looking after themselves? Um, I think, you again, you've got to go from those intrinsic mo- intrinsic motivations rather than extrin- extrinsic ones where it's like, oh, everybody can see how hard I'm working. But actually, you're the most important thing. They say, oh, again, the whole put your mask on first. I think you have to look after yourself. You have to have a good enough reason. It's not just, I want to get thin to look good so that I can get a partner. It's actually, Mm. no, I care and respect for my body enough that I'm going to look after and put the time in. Me not going to the gym in the morning and saying, I haven't taken time for myself, which is disrespect for myself. That's how I see it. I don't see it as like a a herd. Obviously, that's Mm. something that's built over time. The, the The thing for me that made me kind of go, I just need to sort this gym stuff out is I was like, I am fast approaching 30. I've still got 20 plus years before I'm in prime time for my career. And if I want to get there and then still have another 20 years of my career, <laughs> like I really need to start looking after myself because if I don't, I might not even get to prime time. Okay. Like That's not to say that I'm in that bad shape. <laughs> I think that is me being, you know, really overdramatic. Well, people die in their 50s but, and 60s now, yeah. so... But yeah, and and there, there is that kind of possibility that it could happen. Just because you're not fat doesn't mean that you're healthy. Yeah. And that was kind of the point that I got to. I was like, I, there's no way that my insides can be anywhere near healthy with the way that I've not looked after myself for the last six or seven years. So I was like, I just need to, to step it up. Um because and, and I think that's one of the things that I think really helped it put in perspective for me because I was like, well, look, I've got these goals and these ambitions. Do I want to get to 50, be on my deathbed and be like, I haven't achieved any of them? No, thank you. Like, <laughs> and that was that was the motivation for me more than I want to look good because I tried the I want to look good. And yeah, but it's again, it's, it's an, a very it's, short term yeah. motivation. It's an intrinsic thing. It's you want a career. This career means the world to you. And so, of course, you're going to do what you need to. It's probably the career that's making you look after your health more than you saying, I want to look after Most my definitely. health. Most definitely. Which, again, you need to even get to the, the point where your gym every day is when you say, actually, it's for me. And then the yeah. career comes after. Yeah. Which I'm slowly starting to make that transition. Slowly. And on that note, Wayne's um, your fitness guy's coming out. What's it called? The pizza and bit button diet? <laughs> PDF coming out soon. <laughs> How to eat pizza and still look like a fat shit. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. It'll be available on powerfulnonsense.com. Just fill in your email and you'll get a full eating guide. Full eating guide. <laughs> <laughs> Comes, comes with your bonus fat fuck um, <laughs> food diary <laughs> fitness videos of how to sit on the sofa t-shirt all I ate was fucking pizza yeah and now I can't get yeah. in this fucking shirt yeah <laughs> it's like the opposite it's like you, you know when they have like the person who's standing in their jeans <laughs> it's you with your, le- your leg fruit <laughs> 
both legs. Before yeah, rip, rip through the middle of the crutch with one leg. Just. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, on that note, let's let's move to some uh, tech news. So, millennials. Again, what's up with you guys? Come on, guys. Uh, Apparently, statistics have come out. Uh, This was reported on City AM as well as other places. I know this has been going around a lot the last week or so. Um, Millennials are spending up to 29 hours a year taking selfies. It's just over a full day just taking pictures. 29 hours taking selfies when you are a good is that all <laughs> you are you are a uh, selfie taker no i used to be you have actually dropped taker. your selfie my selfie taking habits of i'm a recovering selfie taker <laughs> yeah exactly how did you overcome such a uh, um, vice i don't know actually i think because i i actually <laughs> i think because i had more i've got more going on now i don't have to, i don't have time i don't have these going. 29 hours mm. to stand taking freaking selfies i mean granted some people make money from taking selfies yeah they've um, got more of a reason to I've but this is business. probably like a lot of the but general for the most part i don't think most people have the justification for 29 hours of selfie taking. What people need to do then? A year. You need to pull out your phone right now. You need to go into your album. I'm going to selfie take now. And no, and then you need to see how many selfies are in your actual album. You're going to take a selfie. Yeah. It's a portrait a live, selfie. A live, live on air. Live on air selfie. Right, let's do it. Hang on, you need to get closer. Oh, yeah, there you go. There we go. Lovely. There you that's go. Live selfie taking. So we've just wasted more of our life doing that. See, that? I don't understand why that takes 29 hours. Because people don't just take one. They take hundreds and then they have to edit them. Yeah, and then they dude, I mean, hang on. Dude. But there's a deeper message to this. Look how, look how freaking good we look. Wonderful. What? My forehead looks humongous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's yeah. why I don't take selfies. But anyway, um, is, is this a problem? Yes, it is. Because actually, it's it's a, it's, again, it's another smoke signal. What I think is, I like, I like this analogy. I'm going to keep to it. It kind of fits with the book. It fits with the last article we spoke about. And I think, again, selfie taking is a smoke signal for people's need to be seen. It's mm-hmm. loneliness. It's people who are kind of want to put something out there. They obviously it's your best self. That selfie is you in your ideal state. You're feeling happy like me saying there, oh, my forehead looks big. Maybe I take 20 more and now suddenly my forehead looks how I want it to look. And suddenly I'll be like, okay, that's good enough for me to share. <laughs> you do a really shit Photoshop job and be like, hashtag not hashtag. Photoshopped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my forehead's like, my, my hairline starts on my eyebrows or something. <laughs> But this is what I was saying. So people are putting out this perfected self. That selfie that makes it to social media is the perfected version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think people want to be acknowledged. And when suddenly you get acknowledged for this perfect version of you, which you know is not you because you've spent 10 minutes on various apps trying to make it perfect, that's where the problem lies. And I think that's why it's, it's people literally putting themselves out there saying, have you seen me? Am I good enough? And I think that's the problem. I think... That's the reason why we've got this sort of selfie culture. Mm. And I think there's a deeper thing to it. Like, I, I don't ever, I don't think I've ever, ever taken a selfie. I think I've taken like a selfie maybe when I've been like gym, but it's probably like years ago. But then I don't think other than that, it's not something that goes through my mind of the need to, okay, take a picture and put it online. Like it just doesn't, 
unless you've maybe bought a new hat or something you want to share the hat or the glasses or something <clears throat> it just doesn't cross my mind i'm not saying oh that <clears throat> that means i'm so comfortable with myself but it just means that these people who are sharing them every day constantly self 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 selfie mm. you've just got to ask yourself like what response are you looking for what's the reason what's your motive behind it it's kind of back to that facebook article i did it's like why are you sharing this what is the meaning behind it what are you hoping for and i think that's what people need to look at and i think we can't just look at millennials and say oh look how self-obsessed they are you need to say actually is there something more going on here that we're not seeing mm. is there a loneliness is there a need for approval and i think that's probably what you're going to get to there is a need for approval and i'm not good I, I hate to keep harping on about this because i feel like all the time i go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about the education system but i do think that's got a significant yeah, thing our, to do about it because our parents had folk bloody photo um cameras they didn't suddenly only take yeah, pictures of themselves yeah yeah but but the difference is is the cameras that we have now the distribution of those is completely different when you used to take a photo with a disposable camera or you know a polaroid camera or whatever those were to go on your wall or go on your fridge or go into a photo album they weren't for the public to see they were private photos now the difference is is um i'm going to take a photo and then I'm going to put it out there. And if loads of people like it, great. I feel amazing. If nobody likes it, I delete it because... So it's like self-advertising. Yeah, it is. But I think I, I bring up the education system because I think, again, this generation has been put through this constant, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you need to work harder, you need to work harder, you need to get these grades. The only the only way that the society is going to value you is if you have these qualifications. That was pretty much what was drummed into us. I remember the fear that was essentially injected into us about GCSEs. If you fail these, you won't be able to get a job. And, and it's only gotten worse. You know, we're putting kids through more exams, not less. And, and I think the problem is, is, you know, there are thankfully my parents were never this way inclined but there are teenagers out there whose parents will not value them unless they are sat at home studying and if and if they don't get an a grade or top grade that they're going to be punished because they haven't done well enough shame the family and it's it, yeah and it's outrageous and i think that's only making situations like this worse because you're you're not nurturing the kids that's and i say that to the education system and parents if if you're putting all of that value on that child based off whether or not they are academic or not you are not nurturing them to have a positive future or even a positive outlook on themselves so then the only way that they can get approval and they're not going to going to get it from their family they're not going to get it from their teachers they're not going to get it from their mentors the only place they can get it from is from likes on instagram or facebook or wherever they are whatever platform comes out next if that's the only place they can get approval no wonder they're spending 29 freaking hours perfecting their selfies, making sure that the lighting's right and their angle's right so nobody sees their double fucking gin. Of course they are. Good rent. I like that. Thanks. Okay, so let's keep with the, fe the theme. Millennials. We're railing on millennials today. I mean, we are. I mean, we are podcast. the millennial podcast, obviously. But, <laughs> uh, but there's a very consistent theme at the minute. It feels like this is the uh, sort your shit out millennials <laughs> episode. <laughs> 
Although maybe not so much this one. Uh, so uh, let's talk about what millennials killed this week. This week, we're talking marriage. They've had enough of it. Millennials did, no. Just marriage, no. No. Now, I've not actually read this article, I must admit, Jem. I think so you're going to have to talk me through. I think they're not saying millennials are, like, totally against marriage. I think what they're saying is millennials are, like, waiting a lot longer. I think they probably, I think they actually, I haven't known the stats exactly, but definitely, like, people aren't getting married as quickly. I think, like, when was your parents married? Um, oh, God, my my mum was 17, my dad was 21. What? I know, it's nuts. Mental. And my, I think my mum was, like, in her early 20s when she got married, and mm-hmm. I think that was, like, her second marriage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> so I think that what they're saying here is, like, people are waiting over, like, eight years or something before they consider it, or they have to date for eight years before they even consider marriage. I call bullshit on that. Well, I see. I see completely the opposite on my social media feed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on people getting like swept up in that romance, that mm. early romance. But I know a lot of young marriages of friends who have got married very young, and it just didn't work out. Actually, do you know what? I, I was going to call bullshit on that, but actually, I see plenty of engagements, but not marriages. Ooh, get your marriages on. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's a lot easier to get. Like, an engagement is like a, a kind of like a commitment in some ways, but it's not a complete commitment. Mm. And I think that probably comes down to cost. It costs a bloody fortune to get married nowadays. I know people who actually have got themselves into debt who are, who moan about money, but they still had their thirty grand wedding. <laughs> and you're like, come on now. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? How are you like having yeah. money issues, but you've just shared all those lovely photos and videos of you getting married like last month for like in this beautiful place so again there's yeah. there was me running a little bit there i like I know. that it fired me up <laughs> but i also think i think as well um probably millennials don't have time for marriage ain't got time for marriage <laughs> i'm too busy taking selfies yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's us going on about fucking healthy eating earlier. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, but they spend 29 hours fucking you, taking photos. You're fat fucks so and no one loves you. <laughs> you. Your double chin can't get hidden on that selfie. It takes you 29 hours to make the perfect picture. Nobody wants you on Tinder. You haven't even got the money to pay for a marriage. You don't, you don't even have time for yourself, let alone somebody else. There's, these are just stacking up for why millennials just can't be asked. Really, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> we're just giving up. We're going to generation. We're, we like we're going to be shit. like the celibate generation or something. Like we just decided to stop producing. I don't think we'll be celibate. In fact, actually, if anything, we'll probably be. We, well, the, I think the we orgy, are the, the most sexually promiscuous the orgy generation. Uh, gen- yeah, but um, I, I think we will be the. But I think again, it comes back to like if you look at the previous generation, like. And me and you have had this conversation several times. What does marriage even mean anymore? Mm. To our generation, what does it mean? To me, it's a it's a financial commitment now. Yeah, but I think there's all there's which so, is a very very cynical view. But no, I think I think naturally, I think like I think I'm not super religious. I'm not super for marriage, but I think yeah, obviously it's a statement of something, but it's a commitment to somebody. There's a companion, there's an ongoing companionship. Yeah, which is there's, what it should be, but but nobody all, sticks to that. Yeah, that's commitment. what I'm saying. I think the actual roots of marriage are probably very good, but I think nowadays it's more but 28, of a, you know, the, the amount of people I know that are divorced, yeah. that are younger than me, mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah, I think I think... Again, the people who work for a, ma- a marriage works for, they already have committed to each other 
It's not out of a kind of like, oh, here's the show of it. Here's the show of our commitment. If I ever got married, I hope no one would ever find out about it on social media. It would just mm. not be out there because there's no need for it. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. Like, I hope that whoever my future wife turns out to be, if I even have a future wife, if I don't get married, you know, I don't know. But um, whoever she turns out to be, I hope she doesn't want to make a show of it because... She won't be, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not for the showing of these <laughs> no, things. No, I don't. Again, it's why. Why are you sharing it? What's the need? All right, so if you've got family and friends, share it with them. Do you reckon, do you reckon we'll, be, we'll become the generation that's more likely to elope? What do you mean? Like, Just like have quiet weddings. Quiet weddings? Or, do, or are we so narcissistic, self-involved that, that the, the show, the theatrics of a wedding are too much to resist for us. Is is the Instagrammability of your wedding? I will I will probably get married, but I will not share. I personally will not share a thing. Mm-hmm. I will say that, like, my girlfriend might, I think maybe, I think girls, for some reason, like to share that shit. Mm-hmm. But I will not share. When my baby's born, I will be like, no way do I want that, mm-hmm. him on social media, her on social media. Like, it's just not for me. I Like, there's no need for it. Like, who the people that matter to me will see it. Yeah. <laughs> In their own, in the flesh. Yeah. The other people, I don't care. I don't want their approval. I don't give a shit about it, to be honest. <laughs> so that's why guys. I just... Uh, Gem don't need no approval. Well, fuck it, it's my baby. It's made now. I'm not going to say, put a thumbs down. Oh, I'll send it back. <laughs> I'll send it back in for a couple of hours. See if it comes out any better. Like, <laughs> put a photo out, get loads yeah. of thumbs down. And then you just like resent your child for the yeah, rest no, of the life. Fucking <laughs> ugly. You got me. You've ruined my likes. I usually get a hundred plus. <laughs> You, you ruined fight. my Facebook algorithm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ads saying, is your child ugly? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I just went to quite a dark place. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it is interesting that, that millennials, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to see what more information comes out about it. But I mean, also, we have to consider the fact what we were saying earlier about career and work and this that and the other is that's such a priority for our generation because yeah. it's been drummed into us career, actually, career 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 I career heard quick thrown in a random like article i saw the other day that people would take i think it was like thirty seven thousand dollars. this was one of the other articles that was a thing maybe it was then so <laughs> was. so millennials would actually get rid of their significant other if they could get a 37 k pay raise yeah right? Yeah. So that's how much it would take for them to be like, actually, no, my career yeah. is more important. See you later. I saw that article as well, and I was going to... Well, I did put it into the show notes, but I didn't hit we save. We got it in. We got it in. But we got it in. Yeah. So um, that just shows you how much, like, especially in the young sort of 20s to 30s, 30s to maybe late 40s, that people are like, my career's first, my career's first, which is why health goes backwards, which is why relationships go backwards. It's kind of like, we're so... we. It's such a world where actually you can't kind of like sit on your laurels. You can't... It's unfortunate that if you were focusing on your health and focusing on your relationships all the time, you'd probably suffer in your career, which then means you won't have that long term. You'll have to work till you're 80 before you can kind of enjoy it. So I think millennials are kind of happy to say these things can wait, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because actually that's where all the mental health issues come and eating, blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, it's the only option because if they don't, then their careers on. It's it's such a tough one at the moment. The the choices for millennials is so tough. Yeah. Crazy. 37k i mean i don't have a significant other so yeah i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) um that's mad yeah nuts okay so uh 
that's that for the marriage situation. Um, congratulations if you are getting married. Um, <laughs> Would you trade her for 37k or him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ask yourself. <laughs> um, so let's hop into the lab. <laughs> Last week, Jem, you were talking about your coffee-free experimentation. You've, yes. you've ditched the coffee. I have, and yesterday I was so close. I've, been, I've gone seven days now without coffee last time we spoke on the podcast, so no coffee. Yesterday I was very, very close to getting coffee, but then I got a matcha latte, I think it was. Is that not a coffee? No, it's matcha. That's what I thought. It doesn't have any coffee in what it. The, what the hell's matcha? I don't know, some green stuff that tastes like crap. I wish I got a coffee. <laughs> but I got that instead. But actually... okay. Definitely not feeling as tired. Do not have a midday sort of like I'm exhausted. Interesting. Sleep is definitely better. Okay. So the results are good, but I do miss having a coffee. And I realized here's another thing like we were speaking about earlier, smoke, fire. I realized that actually I was using coffee a lot as a treat for a day. It was kind of mm. like, it was like a cigarette. It was kind of like, ah, oh, I've done all these things or I've got all these things to do. Have your little treat, have a coffee then go do those things. And it's kind of like that psychological, yeah, you'll have a boost if you have that coffee. And I think it's good. Like, I'm not going to be like so harsh on myself and say you're never going to drink coffee again. Because if you want it, here we go. Once in a while, it's fine. But I realized actually, I was aware enough to realize that actually it was having a detrimental effect on my energy levels and actually a bit on my sleep. And so actually I was just thinking like, okay, I need to tame that down. And I think that's where more people need to be really aware of what they're having and how it's having an effect yeah. on them and test these things out. That's what the lab's all about. It's like, what can you test? Get some sort of theories based on it. Feel, see how you feel, and then that's it. Decide from there. So, are you? Is your conclusion, Jem, to your coffee experiment that I should give up tea? No, because tea is not as like heavy in caffeine. So or, I can still drink my tea. But my only suggestion to you is cut down on the tea. Is well, <laughs> I would say tea is most healthy and beneficial without milk. You're not going to do it without milk. My girlfriend doesn't do it without milk, so yeah, it's pointless yeah. me saying that. But anybody yeah. out there, black <laughs> glad tea you know. <laughs> is a lot healthier for you. But and black actually, tea's gross. I, I had a black. I had to have a black tea the other morning because I had no milk in the fridge, and I didn't have time to go to the shop to go and get it because if I went and got it, I wouldn't have time for my tea. So yeah. I had to have a black tea, yeah. and it changes dude, the taste of tea. That's the thing. AF. I like I like black tea, but I think it changes the taste of a normal tea, which I which again I don't ever drink tea. So, but I can understand that's why people won't do it. Yeah. So your suggestion to me was going to be have it without milk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we got one more segment to go, uh, which is a new segment. We're going to hop in quickly because we're running out of time. We're going to quickly hop in to the book club. <laughs> Yes, so this is the latest book I've bought. Found my Kindle finally. It was like hidden away oh, in like an old, lost it. hidden away in like a rucksack, dead battery. So got it back to health. Um, and yeah, I'm reading a book called Lost Connections: Uncovering the Real Causes of Depression by Harry Johan. And that was the quote at the beginning of the episode as well. And I'm just loving this book at the moment. I mean, a lot of the studies I've actually heard some of them before, but he's just breaking down this idea that we've put so much on the biological causes of depression of how people are and he's just saying it's about time we start looking at the actual full picture 
one of the really, really interesting stats, it wasn't so much about depression, was actually about obesity. And they did this huge study and they find the, they found that people, most people who were, I think it was like morbidly obese or obese, had had some sort of um, sexual harassment or something in their youth. So 55% of the studies found that people who were like chronically overweight had actually been sexually abused in their childhood. So, and so actually, like 50% chance, basically, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, and they were basically saying that actually, so, because what happened was there was this one lady who, um, she was like seriously overweight, and they said, hey, what if we just stop, like, put her on a good diet, blah, 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 and they did all that, and she lost a load of weight, and then all of a sudden she put it all back on, and they spoke to her and said, how come you got you were getting so healthy, and you are getting in great shape, you were doing good for yourself, why did you put all the weight on? And she said, oh, because a colleague at work started flirting with me, and then he got talking to her a bit more, and then he found out that actually she'd been like um, abused by her uncle when she was younger. And actually her overweightness was a response. Was actually Stopped her from being exactly, sexually attractive. Exactly. So the whole Holy thing. Holy crap. Exactly. And so actually she was saying that actually he was saying in this book that we always look as a person as, oh, you're a greedy fucker eating all this stuff. But actually what if your fatness was like a, it was a safety mechanism. It was the perfect thing for her to do was to make herself unattractive so that she wouldn't get abused again. And so it's kind of this idea that actually Fuck. It's, a, it's look at the fire. Stop looking mm. at just the smoke of the fat person. But actually what's caused that person to be fat? People don't, don't just do things for no apparent reason. There's always some sort of like <clears throat> root cause to all these things. And it was just quite, that's what I like about this book. It's kind of, looking at a different angle for what we usually look at it's not saying okay treat the depression with just pills pills are the way forward it's saying well actually what are the lifestyle factors in here too and what's led to the depression and stuff like that so it's a really interesting book i'm only about i don't know a further away through so but yeah definitely worth reading definitely worth checking out that he also did really a cool. really interesting um uh podcast on joe rogan <laughs> which he talks about a book as well so we'll share a link to that as well sounds really interesting man it is really cool Good recommendation. Um, talking of recommendations, I'm just going to throw this in there. Have you seen this new uh, social media, Vero? New. I've recently joined it. It seems to be interesting. Just have a have a look at it at some point. Have a little dabble. Um, it seems to be built for like book recommendations and film recommendations and things like that. New interesting platform. V-E-R-O? V-E-R-O, yeah. Cool. I mean, the app's a little bit clunky. It's very new. Like It's brand new, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, might be worth checking out. I'm I'm on there. Follow me if you want, Wayne Ingram. <laughs> Just throwing it out. Trying to jump on those followers, aren't you? <clears throat> That's it. That's it. Cool. Well, let's wrap it up there. Um, very interesting episode. Lots of discussion. Lots of discussion. Um, if you have any thoughts on any of this, please let us know uh, at pn underscore podcast on the Twitters. Or you can email us, Wayne at powerfulnonsense.com. Or gem at powerfulnonsense.com, spelled C-E-M. Um, actually, hit us up on Instagram as well. We don't push that enough. I probably uh, ain't posting enough either, but I'll try to. Yeah, well, Gem's in charge of that, so... Uh, Engage and send the abuse put more to him. stuff out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, at powerful underscore nonsense on Instagram as well. Um, I'm not going to ask for a review because you don't review anyway, so... <laughs> 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 yeah, so that was just a cheeky, cheeky jab there. Cheeky jab. Um, so, uh, yeah, leave a review. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, thanks very much for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next time. See you later.